So I'll be sharing about the anointing and deliverance. Anointing and deliverance. The word anointing is what gives all the power you know and all the dominance and dominion of Jesus without the anointing. There wasn't the Jesus whom you know. Jesus never became Christ until he was anointed. The word anointing means the anointed one. Which gives the word Christ or Christos. So when we talk about Christ, we are speaking of the anointed one. So no matter how, we will never speak of Jesus Christ without actually mentioning the anointing. You must understand that in those days when people call his name, they never called him Jesus Christ. No. They used to call him Yeshua. In Hebrew, Jesus is Yeshua. And the word Christ is the word Ashamayim. Shemem. Which gives us a Mashiach. So when you hear somebody saying Yeshua, a Mashiach, Jesus, the anointed one. So you cannot be called a Christian. If you don't know the meaning of it. Okay. So what happened for the word Christian to come out? What happened was English came out. I want you to go to Acts chapter 2 verse 9. Can we read it together? Let's go ahead. Go ahead. And they were all amazed and were in doubt. Did you just hear that very wonderful statement? They were amazed and did you just hear that statement? I just want you to hear that statement. They were all amazed and they were all in doubt. I find this very interesting. Very interesting that you are amazed but you're still doubting. What were they amazed of? So something had just happened. One had happened was the outpouring of the spirit. But that didn't shock people. 
what shocked people was the result of the outpouring of the Spirit. The story here is not the rushing of the Spirit, but the, at, the attitude. When the Spirit came in the room in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came like a mighty wind. There was a voice like a mighty wind. When that happened, that's not our issue. People were not shocked of that. People were shocked of the behavioral attitude. The behavioral dissonance. How they began to, to, to behave. Remember? They were living in fear. Uh, this is Peter who was actually hiding. Uh, he, he was actually, uh, he, he even denied Jesus in fear of being crucified. But when the spirit came on him, he had boldness. And he went out and he began to speak to the people. He began to preach to them. And even quoting the book of Joel. What is giving Peter the boldness? It is what now we call the anointing. The Holy Spirit can come upon you. That's not enough. But now, your behavior as a result of the Spirit of God on you, it is what we call anointing. Now, let me just say something here to you. Because we have so many people who actually don't realize um, what happens. Because you may have the Holy Spirit on you. But he may not be functioning. The only way he may do on you mm, is when you are maybe praying. Where he helps you to pray to the Father. So you speak in tongues. That's it. So we do have people who know how to pray in tongues. That's it. But it is way beyond that. When the spirit comes on you, you need to know how to make him work. How to make the anointing work is what is the problem. What God did, he gave us the spirit. If we make the spirit work, then that is anointing. There is no help that will come from heaven. It already came. The Bible says, for those who received him, he gave. Not that he will give. He gave them what? Power. The power is already given on you. There is nothing in me. I, I, I wait from God. He said, God, I'm with you. That's why I keep on saying, I'm still waiting on God. Me, I don't, there's nothing I wait. Anything I need, I produce it. Can, can, you imagine, can you imagine when Peter came on the beautiful gate in Acts chapter 3 when he found a, a, a man there who was lame? Can you imagine if, if Peter would say, let's wait on God, one day you'll be healed. He said, silver and gold, I don't have. I have none. What I have, now I give it to you. Listen, Peter knew he had something in his possession. You need to know you have anointing. Peter said, what I have. He didn't say what God has. He said, what I have, I give it to you. Rise up and walk. The rising and the walking of the person, it is what Peter had. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yeah. 
So when I speak to you now, the, the problem we have is we have people who don't realize how to make the anointing work for them. So they have the spirit, they have the anointing, but they don't know how to make the anointing work. So they even pray like Old Testament ways. They say, oh Lord, God, ask our prayer. Oh Lord, oh Lord, send, send your help. Come down and answer me now. Hey, it's a good prayer. But it may take time to be answered. I'm telling you. Acts 3. Check Acts 3. I wanna, maybe let me read this scripture for you. Acts chapter 3. Somebody say, I'm making things work tonight. Hey, you, you keep on waiting. You, I'm waiting upon the Lord. You keep on waiting for the rest of your life. Those days are over. <laughs> See what the Bible says. Let's just read it uh, from verse 1. Okay? The Bible says what? Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. All right? So when the Bible says ninth hour, it means it was 3 p.m. Okay? Ninth hour. So you count from 6 a.m., you count nine hours from 6 a.m. So it was 3 p.m. So you must know that spiritually 3 p.m. is a very important on prayer. We'll talk another day. And a certain man, lame, from his mother's womb was carried. He was lame from where? Whom they had laid dairy at the gate at the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of, the, of them that entered into the temple. Now verse 3. <laughs> Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. He was a beggar. He was begging because he was lame. Now the Bible here continues. And Peter fastening or fixing his eyes upon him with John said look on us and he didn't say look at the God here be in charge look at the scripture here. and he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them then Peter said silver and God have I none? But such as I have, give I to thee. No, NIV. Some people will not understand the word thee. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. What I have, I give you. What I, not what God has, what I have, I have an action. I have an ability. Huh. What I have, I give to you. What is it? It says in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That's what I have. That's what I'm giving to you. The verse 7 says what? Verse 7 says, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. Verse 8. And what happened? He jumped to his feet. Where is this thing coming from? In Peter. All oh, this jumping up, where is it coming from? 
That's what Peter had. That's what he's giving. So Peter, he does not need money. He can produce it. He doesn't have to have a bank in his. He can just, I have it. He can just, any moment, he can produce it. He can make it work. Uh, do you know what happened in the congregation of Peter? Do you know what happens? In chapter 4, the Bible says no one lacked. No, you didn't hear me. So, so why people get healed easily when you pray for them? And it is because you have it and they believe it. See the scripture. First Corinthians, okay? Chapter 2 from verse 12. All right? Now, there is, it says, what we have received is not the spirit from the world. It says, we have received the spirit from God so that we may understand what God has already given us for free. So where you are, there are so many things God gave you for free. But the problem is the spirit of the world will make you not to understand that you have it. The spirit from God will make you to understand. So the Bible says the spirit of the world will make you not to understand. The spirit of God will make you understand what God has given us for free. So do you know anything you're looking for now that you think is so expensive? God has already given you for free. That's where we differ. That's where we differ. That's where we differ. People look at money. I don't look at money. I told you this. In the fifth dimension, we use grace in truth. In truth dimension, we don't use facts. We use the truth. The Bible speaks of truth. They shall know the truth. And the truth they shall know shall make them free. It is not the truth that will make you free. The Bible never says the truth will make you free. It says you shall know the truth. It is the truth that you shall know that shall make you free. It is this knowledge. There is knowledge of the truth. It is not just the truth. Hallelujah, I have the truth. No, you must know it. They shall know the truth. That truth shall make them free. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So how do you make anointing work? Because the spirit is on you. Look in Acts chapter 2. From verse 9 up to verse 12. The Bible says, and the spirit came upon the people. And what happened? It says, and they were amazed and they were in doubt. They were amazed and they were in doubt. Why were they doubting? What was happening? There was an action. When the spirit came, they began to behave somehow. People who were scared, they were not bored. People who were afraid, they were no longer afraid anymore. They began to speak the word. Ministering. And the Bible says about 5,000 people were added to the church on that day. What a revival. What gave them increase? 
What gave them revival? The unction, the spirit, the anointing working over their lives. Are you here? How to make the anointing work? So, you have anointing on you and you're poor. Trust you me. Trust you me. You are like a country with wells of oil, yet poor. Any person who's anointed, you, you have worth in you. You have everything pertaining to godliness. In John 20, verse 31. In John 20, verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have what? You may have life in his name. The word Messiah there is the word Chiro, which is the same word of anointing. And this anointing is the anointing that comes to paint. If I take oil, right? Oil. And there is a wooden, um, uh, there is a wood somewhere and it's dirty. Alright? And I take oil and I smear on over that wood. Would you see the dirt? What would be seeing over that? I'm asking about the oil. If I take the oil over the wood, and this wood had dirt over it, and I take the oil and I smear over the wood, what would you be seeing? Would you be seeing the dirt or the oil? The oil. Exactly. So that's chiro. Chiro, it, it is when, when what was there before has been covered. So when we say Jesus, he's the Messiah because he covered us, all our sins, by him being the anointing, he covered us. You need to understand that the anointing is on you. But the problem is you don't know how to make the anointing work. Do you know what happened with uh, uh, um, Nehemiah? When Nehemiah was working in the house of the king, and he told the king, he said, king, um, I need to go and build the broken homes of my country. For all the walls and the gates are broken. The king said, okay. He never applied for loan. He never said, I need the materials. The king said, uh, as you're going, do you have money to do it? He said, no. He said, are you qualified for a loan? Anything you need to tell me. Somebody said, Chiro. An ability where you are covered. The moment you know that you have the anointing on you, the sooner the better. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Never stop this thing of, 
of thinking too much like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't Stop this thing. Relax. You have an anointing in your inside. Make things happen. Change your perception. Have you discovered all great men in the Bible? God gave them battles to conquer. All of them. Apart from you. <laughs> All of us, God gave us big battles to conquer. Apart from, <laughs> say, apart from my neighbor. <laughs> Hallelujah. All of us, listen to me, great battles in life determines the level of anointing and action upon us. Not any person in the Bible you know. You can mention them. None of them. I said, and I mean it. None of them were not given tough battles. It was those tough battles that proved who they were. In the book of Exodus 25, verse 6. The Bible speaks of um, um, an element here. It says olive oil for the light. Did you hear that word olive oil for the light? Olive oil for the light. Spices for the anointing. For the anointing oil. And for the fragrant incense. The word there olive oil for the light. I want you to hear something here. So there is a particular oil, olive oil, which you burn it and it melts like wax. Did you hear that? So now he's giving an instruction. This is Moses. Make oil in this level. Take this oil, one, for the burning, for the light. For the fragrance. The good smell. So when we take oil. If you, if you check the oil we use. It has got a nice smell. When we take the oil. And I want you to hear something here. When we take the oil. It has got a nice smell. And you may not even know why that smell is in that oil. You may think it's just like a perfume. No. Why God said the oil must have the smell. It is because God is obsessed. With good smells. This is why the whole book of Revelation, the Bible speaks of angels holding incense before the throne of God. Incense. When God hears the smell, he, God lacks good smell. That's why that woman scored. She was a prostitute. She had done so many things in life. But when she took oil, her perfume, and broke on the feet of Jesus, when the smell entered the whole room, Jesus said, you know what? From now, Every person who shall be preaching the gospel must talk of this woman. That woman has to be spoken everywhere. Do you know why? The smell. God loves the smell. So God says, he, God knows the meaning of smells. So the reason why the oil has got a smell, the anointing oil has got a smell, it is because there's an announcement. If you dream a dream, 
and you have got in the dream you are smelling a bad thing. Trust you me. When you wake up, cancel that dream. Cancel it. Because smells can mean something. The reason why anointing is likened, is similar to a good smell, it is because when you are anointed by God, when the anointing is on you, it means on you, you carry what? A good aroma, a sweet aroma, a good smell. Are you understand what I'm saying to you? But what is happening? Christians are failing to make the anointing work. Let me show you a very important thing here. Let me just show you more. One more thing. Okay? One more thing that is very, very important. In Acts 11, verse 26. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first. And Antioch. What does the Bible say? The disciples? The disciples were called Christians at Antioch. Antioch, Antioch was not in Israel. Are you hearing me? It was a Greek territory. They were speaking Greek. So they called Christians first at Antioch. So when calling them, they didn't say Christians. No, they used Greek, which is Christos. The word Christos means the anointed ones. No, you didn't hear what I'm just saying. Well, here in Africa and the modern world, we think Christians is a gathering of those people who were born in a family that believes in Jesus. Which is wrong. They were called Christians. Christos. Which means a Christian. That's where the word Christ comes from. Christos. Jesus. Christ. Christos. Christ. It is the word, it's the word that makes the anointing. So Jesus Christ. Christos. The anointed. Are you, are you understanding? Are you following? So Jesus Christ. He is not the Christ without anointing. This is why in Luke 4 verse 18. He said what? The spirit is on me. Then he says what the anointing will do. Give me that. Okay. I want you to see. Okay, I want you to see something there. There are six things which the anointing will do on me. Jesus, he says, the anointing is on me because I have to do six things. One, preach. Two, heal. Three, deliverance. Four, liberty. Five, freedom. And six, recovery. To recover. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So when you see. Jesus says. What is on me. Will make me to be recovering. 
What is on me will make me to be preaching. What is on me will make me to deliver people. What is on me will make me to heal. What is on me? Are you understand what I'm trying to say? Now the question is, what is on you? What is it doing? No, never a single day did Jesus Christ say, Oh Lord God in heaven, come down and manifest your power. Lord, they are hungry, these people. They are hungry, they need food. Oh Lord, I know, I believe in you. You can change this bread and become seven. No, he just took the bread and he gave thanks. He was doing it. Daylight. When everybody was watching. Christos. Uh, you didn't hear me. I said, it's what? No, you didn't hear me. It's what? It is what? Christos. This is no longer Chiro. Chiro will cover you. Chiro will cover your, all the missing documents in your business. Chiro will cover it. Chiro will cover you. Chiro will do everything for you. But Christos will give you ability to do things. 